The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. Thanks to everyone who came out to rock with Fozzie over the last couple of weeks. We're having a great time on the Save the World Tour. Crowds have been hot. Tickets have been sold. VIPs have been great. And we had uh, one of the best shows that we've ever played in the history of the band uh, on Monday night at Gramercy Theater in New York City. So memorable because we got presented our gold record for Judas. It was absolutely amazing and uh Dream come true, man. Gave Rich Ward a big hug and said, I love you, man. We've been working on this for 22 years. So thanks to all of you who are there in New York City. Thanks to all of you who have listened to Judas, bought Judas, and helped the song go gold. And thanks to all of you that have come uh, to rock with us um, over the last couple of weeks and come rock with us over the next few weeks. A Boombox comes out May 6th. But in the meantime and in between time, the tour rolls on Thursday night playing the Stone Pony and Asbury Park, New Jersey. I think we'll be uh, introduced by Bully Ray and Dave LaGreca of Busted Open for that show. Uh, April 15th, Stroudsburg, PA at the Sherman Theater. April 16th, Wilmington, Delaware at the Queen. April 17th, Poughkeepsie, New York at the Chance. April 18th, Leesburg, Virginia at the Tally Ho Theater. And so many more gigs after that. New Orleans, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas. We're playing the Whiskey in L.A. on May 5th. Go to FozzyRock.com for all the ticket information. We finish up the tour of this leg uh, May 16th in Saugat, Illinois at Pops, of course, St. Louis. Still tickets available for all these gigs. Go to FozzyRock.com. And don't forget about the VIP meet and greets. Um, I think we're sold out in Asbury Park on Thursday, but there are meet and greets available for the other shows. Best meet and greet in the business. We play a mini concert for you. Some songs you won't hear later in the show. We meet you, we greet you, we sign your autographs. So come hang out with us, FozzyRock.com. we got a great lineup for this tour couple of great uh, opening bands, uh, Nocturnal Affair, Crash Karma, and today's guests, GFM, Gold, Frankincense, and Myrrh, right here, right now on Talk is Jericho. And this isn't your average band. These three uh, girls are sisters, and uh, well, they are quite amazing, to be honest with you. Maggie, who's 20, CJ, who's 21, and Lulu, who's 18. She just turned 18 on the tour. Uh, the English sisters were introduced to music by their parents, who now manage the band and tour with them. And they started the band when they were kids in grade school. These kids were born and bred to be rock stars. You're going to hear their whole amazing story coming up, where the love of metal and hard rock comes from, having to move to homeschool so they could keep up with the education uh, and play the gigs at the same time, the role their parents have played in their career from pushing them to rehearse and write songs to helping them with their stage presence and wardrobe. 
It was the girl's mom who came up with the idea for them to wear cheerleading uniforms on stage. These girls are a vibe. They are fun in person. They're fun on stage. And you're about to hear their crazy, fun energy right now. Let's go with Maggie, CJ, and Lulu, GFM. You ain't seen nothing like them, trust me. They're here right now on Talk is Jericho. We're doing. I'm leaving that in there. Um, so, I have a, a book called "No Is a Four Letter Word," with a bunch of like tips on how to succeed from my experiences. And one of the chapters is um, basically dealing with you never know who's watching. Always put on your best because you never know. And you guys are a perfect example of this because. We saw you for the first time at the Brat Fest, mm-hmm. uh, and this is Brat like Brat Worst, not like, <laughs> like Brat Stalls. And, and it was uh, right before like a big thunderstorm, and there was probably I don't know, thirty people watching in the middle of this giant field. It was one of those things where you're hoping it's going to be a huge festival, and it wasn't. And we were waiting to go on, and I was like, "Who is this band?" So we went and checked you guys out, and completely had no idea that you would be on the other side of this backstage. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Three girls dressed like zombie cheerleaders <laughs> playing this killer kick-ass rock and roll. And that's when we first saw GFM. Mm-hmm. And we talked to your mom and dad, the manager, whatever. And next thing you know, here we are touring together mm-hmm. on this amazing you know, six-week, seven-week tour. So you just never know. Yeah. 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 So it's great, first of all, to have you guys with us. Have you been having this fun so far? Oh, yeah. for sure. This isn't like the easiest tour we've done. <laughs> so we have like a bus and then everything is like, we're not in like charge of anything. So like we, everything's like done. So It's your responsibility. <laughs> it's so funny because you guys did pull up in a bus and it's, it's rare to see, you know, an opener come in such a nice bus. Where did that come from? It was our dad. He yeah. wanted to... Uh, like really push, he's like, this is the first real tour. He's like, I want you to truly experience this. We're super great for our parents. They're like fully support us and they back us. Um, our dad runs uh, a lot of like the fog and special effects when we have our other shows. And our mom, she usually does merch and she manages. And he was like, I want this to be like your first experience. He's like, I know it's not gonna be always like this. Um, he's like, but I want to do this. Yeah. And we're like, okay, like, yeah, let's do it. He's yeah. a big proponent yeah. of like, living like this is your last chance to do something. Right. And so. He's like, if we, like, he's, you, you never know. Like, this might be the last tour you ever do. Like, he's like, we could mm-hmm. die tomorrow, or, like, your career could die tomorrow. Like, you never know. Like, <laughs> and so we might as well do it. This is the first one. Let's go mm-hmm. out with, like, a bang, and then we'll go back to normal afterwards. <laughs> so have you done long tours like this before? We have. Yes. We do it in our sprinter van, so a little less um, comfortable. A little less space. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we've gone on our own tours, like headline tours, for mm-hmm. a few months, and then we've done tours with other band for a few months. But... Mm-hmm. This is like the first tour we've done with big club shows because mm-hmm. with ours it was a mix of festivals and like club shows, churches, and so this is the first like club after club and it's super fun and the atmosphere is so different in clubs and mm-hmm. people like just bring a fun like vibe with them and mm-hmm. so we've been enjoying every night we come out into the bus and like that was so fun. <laughs> well, that's cool because we 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 try and always put together a great package because mm-hmm. uh, our vibe is a very fun show. So we want to have bands that have the same vibe, but we want different. And with Crash Karma, which is a two-piece, they're 
got a cool vibe. Yeah, they're You amazing. guys have a cool vibe. It's just people don't expect this because you come <laughs> to the show and, like, if they don't know GFM, <laughs> just like me, and you see the three of you, it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of, of, of the uniforms, um, the unity of it. I've always been a big fan of that, where a band comes out looking like a gang. Mm-hmm. Where did this idea come <laughs> from in the first place? It came from mom. <laughs> um, so we started the band when we were like itty bitty. And well, you're only itty bitty now. How old are you guys? <laughs> I'm the oldest. I'm 22. I'm 17. Yeah, 17. I'll turn 18 on this tour. Oh, yes. nice. When? Uh, April 6th. Oh wow! Yeah, so nice on our day you. off, yeah. gotcha. partying up my bunk, sleeping <laughs> 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 all day. <laughs> and then Maggie is twenty-one. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so continue. Um, so Lou started when she was four and a half on drums. Maggie, were about eight on piano, and then well, I was four on piano, then eight on oh, bass. Yes, oh and then gosh. I started guitar when what, like I was six years old. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were just playing our own instruments, and it's funny because we grew up on '80s hair metal. Like that's what we knew what music was. Because your parents. But yeah. our parents weren't musical at all. They oh, can't really? sing. They can't play instruments. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> they're like going shots. <laughs> well, they'll even say, you know. <laughs> and so they're like, I don't know where this musical talent came from, but we want you to be incorporated into music. It's a great outlet. And my dad was like looking around, well, we have enough pieces for a family band, let's do it. And so we were playing cover songs like a skillet, Matthew Petra. West, Petra. And uh, Petra. Yeah. Wow. we played Jacqueline Hyde. So like, that was a big like Motley Crue fan and like all of those types of bands. And when he got saved, he's like, I can't listen to that music, so I need to find somebody <laughs> like that. And so he found Petra, he's like, that was his like good. Yeah, like, this is as close as it gets. <laughs> and so we were playing some of that stuff, and then like fast forward, we were playing. Uh, we actually our first gigs were on Craigslist, and uh, how do you mean? <laughs> we looked up we just in, some of those. like shows, <laughs> and like we played on the back of like a flatbed trailer one time out of like used so, car lot, so and, like they were having like some like special day or whatever. It'd like, be cool if it was moving through the city and like, <laughs> oh it's my DC, Lord. but it wasn't. <laughs> oh so we were actually just sitting there. Yeah, yeah. just sitting there. Yeah, there's a lot of shows like that. So you're saying you would find gigs on Craigslist? Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Very interesting, but they have... Yeah, yeah. They have I was going to say, looking for a band who played... Yeah, yeah. they weren't lot. paying. It was just exposure. Yeah, <laughs> right. We played some, like, car lots. We played some house shows that we probably shouldn't have been allowed to play. Because, like, Blue <laughs> was seven, I was 11, and Cedar was, like... It, oh my yeah, gosh! Interesting. Yeah, very like, interesting. Very, it, very interesting places. Lou was um, wearing a uh, minion tutus. I was before she left Elvis birthday. We were in tutus. She had a diaper on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> had a bad time. Had to like leave before it was hated. Oh. So when we got into more of like the rock kind of genre, because Maggie wasn't screaming yet, we were like, we need to wear all black and have chains. Yeah. And then for about a year, we we're like, this isn't us. So we what started wearing colors? dresses. Yeah, like I want to wear my pigtails. I want to wear my glitter. Um, and then about 2015, uh, we heard uh, Lacey Sturm from Flyleaf, and I was like, Maggie, you have to try this. Her screams, and she was like, okay. And uh, it was we thought that was so cool. Screaming. <laughs> it was even like professional screaming. You yeah, were just kind of like so winging bad. it, but we thought that was so amazing. And then fast forward again to our uh, first album, and we started incorporating more of the like getting into metalcore and metal. Um, and then when we went to Rockville in, what, 2000... The festival? Yes, yeah, the in, festival. in Florida. Because you guys um, are from Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes. And uh, Squiggy actually got us into the music experience. And uh, you can get in for free if you go through the program. And you get to see, uh, like, the background. So it's like yeah. rock music isn't just for the players, but also the people in the background are the, the foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we uh, got to go through that. And so we were seeing all these bands we've never heard of before, like Bringing the Horizon, Mastodon, and all these, like, major rock gods. And we're like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so we started incorporating that. 
and then now you get 2000 uh, like 2017 we got yeah. invited to go on our first tour mm-hmm. and we were like we need outfits because we spent <laughs> way too much time like trying to figure out yeah. what we're wearing and then half the time it's not matching and so we look like idiots on the stage <laughs> so we're all still in high school by yeah. this time and my mom was like well our fandom is called Team GFM, so you're, you should be the cheerleaders for your fans. Yeah. And we're like, okay! Yeah. And so we started out with our original black and white uniforms, uh-huh. and we then... Did, we like bought them off of Amazon, yeah. with Iron Man patches, and like Iron Man DIY. And the company reached out to us, and they're like, hey, we would love to like make you actual uniforms. And mm-hmm. so like we know they're just embarrassed of like, their product being like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, we'll give you actual uniforms. So these are actual um, like, a, like a performing <laughs> uniforms. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it's interesting because I always say that the best, like, bands or personalities or character uh, that people can dress up as on Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you guys have people coming to your shows wearing their versions of your, of yeah. your outfits. Yeah, yes. we've had a few times. We've had a few people on Halloween post it out, yeah. like, homecoming for, like, schools and stuff, and, like, band day or whatever. And so, like, there's, there's people like ACDC. And then there's like GFM, and they're like, just GFM! There's a bunch of little girls that come into yeah. the yeah, outfits, and the ripped so leggings, horrible. and they have like the line on their face because we do war paint. Mm-hmm. And so they come in, they're like, look at my war paint, I'm like, oh, you're so cute! <laughs> <laughs> is that what the makeup is for, the war paint? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just war paint, because when we started, I'm a very big introvert, and so like, all, like I can, you, you I can, can not tell. tell on stage. Like, <laughs> you can't tell now! <laughs> You come out of your show. But like when I'm off stage, like I don't talk. Like when I go back to the bus, I've just been working on school the whole time. Like I haven't said a word. I put my headphones in and like I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> and so it was very weird to like have to be the front man at first and I was like not comfortable with it. And so like we did not talk for a long time. We just played full set. We're just like this next song's called this and like started playing. It was it Alice Cooper song. vibes. Just yeah. straight. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well when we started creating characters, I was like, I'll do the war paint and so it helped me put on like the stage. Persona. Of course. So, like, this is stage Maggie. Like, this is the person who's like, I'm going to tell you to do whatever I want. You better do it. I'm yeah. going to punch you in the face. And then we went on the Axis and Anchors cruise. We were invited somehow to play that. Literally Which that, cruise was it? The Axis and Anchors. Anchors. It was like uh, the sister company to like Ship Rock. Gotcha. So, yeah. so, we played that and we went and saw Motionless and White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw their whole like war paint and they had the they neck, all, like, the paint, and the stuff. arm paint. We were like, we want to do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our mom was like, are you sure? At first we had just like full on, it was yeah, got white makeup like, with the that. black and like, it was so exactly funny. It looked like did. a little kid went and got their face painted. Like, yeah. But now we like made it our own and we kind of like take inspiration from even not just bands but like shows we watch like and like Instagram, like, yeah, the, like makeup pages Or video and games and so we all like to change it up and with each new era that comes out with new cheerleading outfit colors, mm-hmm. we come out with new face paint, and mm-hmm. it's really fun to like mix it up, and it yeah. kind of just gives you another piece of that character, like Maggie said, that yeah. when you come out on stage, it is us, but it's an extra version of us, like yeah. it's us on stage as GFM, and so mm-hmm. it just kind of, we love the show, we love the music, but we also love putting a visual to the mm-hmm. show. So I, I love your, you guys listening to you talk, because you sound just like me, I mean my whole career has been this, mm-hmm. you know, always have the extra mile, spend money to make money. You have to look like a star. Gene Simmons told me that years ago. Always look like a star, especially when you're on stage. I mean, you can't, like, I couldn't go on stage to perform right now. I couldn't do it. (laughs) He said, you're on, I was like, where, I need my stuff, I need my jacket, I need my everything. There's a a certain vibe, it is your war paint Mm -hmm. and your suit of armor 
to go on stage and perform and play. Yeah, our mom, she's always like, you're not going to go on stage wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to embarrass me. Like, you're going to the heart. And it's even like when we go to festivals um, to just walk around, usually we'll wear our cheerleading outfits yeah. because people are like, oh, hey, like, what do you do? Who are they? Yeah. yeah. That's what you want. Or and it's like not... when we're playing the next day, they're like, oh, I know who you are. I'm right. going to take a picture. And if we're caught off guard, they're like, oh, you're not as cool as I thought you were. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Is, is you talked about school <laughs> and, and obviously Lulu, you're 17 I'm assuming you're probably still in um, I high graduated school. high school before this tour I actually worked ahead three months because we're all oh homeschooled <laughs> so I worked ahead three okay. months and I was like I'm doing this so I don't do this on this tour but I'm also doing really in college so I have a college semester while I'm on this tour so so you were homeschooled uh, because of the band or is that just the way it would have been yeah anyways? it was because of the band yeah gotcha. we were going to like a brick and mortar wow. school and then when we went on that cruise they were like, the principal was all for it. He was like a secret like metalhead. He was like, I'm so like, you're never going to get an opportunity like this. Go yeah. for it. But all the teachers were like, well, you're going to miss all these dates. We're going to end up like failing you if you pull out for like any more show dates and stuff. And so I was like, I'm not going to do that. We'll just go homeschool. You're going to. Oh, so she took you into homeschooling from the public school. Oh, yeah, because wow. we were straight A students and like never had any demerits or anything. And they were like threatening to fail us because we had too many misdates. We wrote R.I.P. about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. No. <laughs> so like we just, we do Liberty University online and me and C.D.A. just both graduated mm -hmm. college in December last year. Yeah. And so I'm going back for my master's program. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, her dream is, well my dream for Maggie. Her dream, she's literally vicariously through I want her to get her doctorate. So from stage, she'll be called Dr. Scream. <laughs> she wants officially <laughs> with her diploma. Sounds like a serial killer from a horror <laughs> Dr. Scream. Dr. Scream. And how about for you? Was it the same thing in high school? Same idea? Yeah, I was uh, actually never went to high school. I mm -hmm. pulled out in middle school to go homeschool and then uh, just did high school online. And we also do streaming when we're not touring. We do Twitch stream. And so it's like hours a day you're live on Twitch. Go do your schoolwork and then do band work and then go to sleep and do it all again. <laughs> yeah. What do you do on Twitch? Um, we play video games, we do cooking streams, we yeah, do... Well, on tour, like, we just stream the like, shows and stuff for people, because we have a lot of international fans, yeah. um, so, the, so they can watch it. Yeah, they get to stuff. tune in and watch those. Sometimes we'll do like interviews, will allow us to also stream it. So it's just kind of another insight for our community to watch and get to be a part. You know, it's, it's so cool, because I, like, I had a band in high school, and I remember thinking, like, our band was called Scimitar, like the, <laughs> the sword that Sinbad and Sailor has. And of course, the T in Scimitar was a Scimitar. And I remember just thinking, like, oh man, like, I wish like, we could go on tour. And, you know, you're in high school, and you guys were actually on tour <laughs> when you were in high school. The Greta Van Fleet had the same thing where they were, literally had to take time off of high school to go on tour. And it's like, what a dream. Like, you guys don't even realize how cool that is. <laughs> it definitely, like, our parents are always big like reminders and mm, so we don't get big heads and stuff and so 
it is like they, they help us take a step back and like really realize the surrealness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does get a little stressful sometimes. Like, I've been up to like 4 a.m. every night just working on school and I had two papers due. And so I was just like typing as fast as I could, like falling asleep. And I'd wake up and be like, oh, I gotta finish the paper. So yeah, we're, we're really grateful for the opportunity just to be able to like share our story, share who we are. I mean, that's like the reason why we do GFM. Like, and we're super grateful for people coming to shows and this like whole experience and GFM and they know who we are, but um, like we love meeting with people. We're always gonna go as long as we're permitted, as long as we can to the merch table before show, after show. We wanna talk to every single person and cause we've been to those places where we hit rock bottom and people reached out to us first. We wanna help others. So we're just, we're grateful for the opportunity that you've been able to bring us to states that we've never been able to play in our yeah. cities, so. Well, let's talk about this more. So GFM, tell us what that stands for. Yeah, uh, it stands for gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and it's a mouthful, um, <laughs> but uh, that's why we go by GFM, yeah. um, but it is an homage to our beliefs, um, so we are a faith-based band, and it's our gold, frankincense, and myrrh, the gifts that were given to Jesus um, at his birth, and so it's just a cool kind of way, segue to, like, hey, well, what does that mean? Well, let me tell you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, once again, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, you never know who's watching, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, God is obviously watching this because... I had no idea that you guys were a faith-based band, mm-hmm. and Rich, uh, Rich Ward and I are huge, huge, huge uh, Christian metal fans, Christian rock fans. I actually went to see one of my favorite bands called Blood Good mm-hmm. um, just a few months ago, and they and the singer's wife Joyce said, "You guys have GFM coming out with you." I said, "Yeah." She goes, "They're a Christian band." I was like, "Really? I had no idea." <laughs> What a total coincidence, because I love Christian heavy metal, of course, this is why we're here. (laughs) So you mentioned uh, covering Petra and all this other stuff. So growing up um, as a Christian band and now being on the road as a Christian band, how how has that been um, helping, uh, helping you, hindering you, a little bit of both? It's definitely got its pros and cons. I mean, everything does. Um, Especially as a Christian, we're promised in the Bible that we will face persecution. So we've gotten turned down from big labels and big shows because, like, we won't change our name. Or we, like, we promote from the stage we believe in a God. And Mm. we refuse to back down from that. So some people don't want us out. And we take that and we continue going with what we're doing because we believe and our God is true. And we believe that if it's his purpose for this band to keep going, we will keep going. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's cons, but... The pros are there's been doors open that should not be open yeah. at our level, like just being able to play like stuff like the cruise that we went on and then getting on the tours that we got on, getting on this tour, like at a band or stage, and it shouldn't happen. Like mm-hmm. it shouldn't have things line up. Like you said, God's obviously in charge because yeah. things line up to where we get opportunities and people are like, how'd you do it? Like, what did you pay to do it? And it's like, we honestly give it <laughs> we all don't to know. God. <laughs> yeah, like the, it's well, see, and this is something too. Like, there's a lot of what's called for people listening, buy on bands, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, where people pay to be on tours. And you guys are not a buy on band with us. You're mm-hmm. actually the, you're, you're second from the top. Mm-hmm. It's Fozzy and, and, and GFM is right underneath. So that's a perfect example right there. Yeah, and it's something that we just realize what a like blessing it is because a lot of people who listen to us because we have both christian and like non-christian fans and the christian fans are like oh like it must be so like like scary to go on tour with these like general market bands <laughs> and stuff and like unfortunately like the most of the hate that we get is from the christian side because they don't think we're That's christians crazy. and they like hate the stuff that we wear or that like they don't agree with the music that we play and we found such a family in the general market and with bands like you guys and um, just other bands that we played festivals with. It's like, when we see them, they're like, oh, hey, girls, like, that's a girl. It's like, mm-hmm. 
this is so cool. It's like we have like yeah. like yeah. brothers we're and uncles little sisters. And everybody. Yeah, we're everybody's little sisters. America's little sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it is such like a big family, and like it's not this scary thing where it's like oh like it's all like the, the debauchery and all this stuff. It's just a really big family, and especially in the metal and rock community, everybody is there for each other and. It is like just when you pull up, like at the venue, it's like, oh, hey, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite bands of all time is Striper, and actually had them on my cruise this year and become friends with them over the last 10 years or so. But, but Michael will tell you the same thing. You get more problems with the Christian, mm-hmm. you know, kind of business side of things than with anything else. Yeah. If people get mad at you, especially back in their day in the 80s. Or how can you play rock and roll music yeah. and be Christian? Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. But that's what hardcore Christian people will do sometimes. If you had that uh, happen to you? Yeah, yeah well, because especially with like the screaming, we've had people like even compare it to like they think that I'm like possessed on stage, yeah. and it's like, uh, so, like you I can see at this time, possessed the Holy Spirit, leaving her body at this time. They're like, oh, we're you're so like inappropriate on stage. It's like we have. Like leggings, we have shorts, we have undershirts, and then we have the whole. You know, we have our father watching us. Like he would not let us out. And I was like, you don't understand the amount of like heat stroke I'm going on stage because I'm going like to pack measures to be appropriate. We like to really boil down because obviously. there is both sides, you know, a lot of people are like, well, men need to pluck their eyes out, like it says in the Bible, like mm-hmm. they, it's all their responsibility, but it's we like, believe yeah. it's like women's responsibility too, so we definitely love to make sure we're right, um, so we can serve God, and um, so we believe that there is fact and opinion, um, and we want to be responsible for the fact, uh, and then, because people are like, well, you shouldn't play rock music because it's of the devil. Well, okay, let's look to the Bible. You know, that's the authority, and everyone else can have their opinions, but let's look to what the authority says. And uh, um, with modesty, and if you believe that you are in a place that you will not make a brother stumble, then you're right with God. And then also with rock music, uh, it lyric-wise. Like, you can have, like, really awful lyrics and play piano, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. It, I mean, even in, in songs where David, he was making a joyful noise. He was loud. He and was crazy. Like, loud cymbal. Like, huh, yeah. maybe loud cymbals are part of yeah. rock music. <laughs> it, all, yeah. it boils down to the lyrics. And what do the lyrics say? Or what is your position? What is your mission yeah, of the yeah. band what do? What are you promoting? Yeah, so. and so that's what we believe, you know? I and was you, like that, too. It's like, you know, yeah. you can't drink if you're a Christian. Well, hey, listen. Jesus turned water into wine, so <laughs> just throw that one right out the window. Yeah, right there. Yeah. It's okay. yeah. We're big proponents of, let's look to the Bible. Like, we can all have our own judgments and our own opinions. Like, I'm for that. Like, some people are like, well, it's not my cup of tea in your music. That's totally like, okay. That's totally you know, it's like roller coasters. Uh-huh. Some people don't like roller yeah, coasters. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to, like, hate you and bash you because you don't like roller right. coasters, you know? Yeah, you can still walk around the amusement park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, you don't want to ride. You're, you're, you're going to hell. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But everyone has their opinions. But, I mean, the main thing, we wanted to make sure we were right because, I mean, some people like we're young you know we're still learning and we want to do our best to put our best foot forward mm-hmm. um but again your your opinion's not gonna trump fact so. yeah <laughs> you guys are very well spoken for being so young <laughs> like it, it really is like it, it's very special like you're not afraid to Say what you believe, and you can carry on a conversation. It's, it's really, really good. Have you done a lot of interviews? Or? We have. We grew up doing it. <laughs> like it's so right. We did like kids. fake interviews as well because yeah, our parents were so like, "You need to be well spoken and Gosh. don't say um, don't say like." And so we would sit there and do fake interviews with our yeah. parents. We would do a little bit like. crazy. Yeah. A teenager doesn't say like. That's yeah. impossible. Oh. We would do like fake load-ons because they're like, "You need five minute 
interchanges. Mm-hmm. And so we they would set a timer, and we had everything off in our. You mean to like to, to switch over? Yeah. From, wow. So they'd set yeah. it and go they'd go, and we'd like, have to set everything up, mic everything, and if we made it in time, we were good, and if not, we took it all off and did it all over again. And so you guys have been bred for this. We were like ready, like our parents fully believed they saw the end goal. Like we see it, we see what God has in store for you. We see God using you. And as a kid, you're like, okay, like sure, we'll do it. But now, like as we've gotten older and we see the opportunities we've gotten, people we've been able to witness to. Like I was able to witness to someone two nights ago and full like pray with them and just share my faith with them. And they didn't believe in God, and I didn't push it onto them. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to share what I believed and Mm -hmm. to be able to see that opportunity. It's like all of this was meant for something. Like we don't believe in coincidences. It Mm -hmm. was, there was a reason we were practicing setting up in five minutes. Like it was a reason we did fake interviews so that we can be well-spoken and be confident in what we're saying. And also study too, because I think a lot of the um, downfall of, if I would say Christianity, not like God, but what what people do and the promoting of it is like, oh, John 316, come to church. And then they just leave you. And now yeah. you're stuck, like, okay, what now, you know? And then Christianity in church, like, first, our First Corinthians one ten is, is a unity. We're supposed to walk hand in hand, and that's gone now. And it's not God's fault. It's people's fault. Yeah. You know, we can't blame God for people's actions. And uh, that was my issue. I was growing up in the church, you know. Like, I did have the, the crazy testimony where I did a bunch of drugs and <laughs> Jesus saved me, you know. Like, I just... It was, I had to find if this was what I wanted to believe. This isn't my parents' religion. This wasn't my, I just go to church to go to church. It was, do I actually believe this? Mm-hmm. And when I started uh, studying into the word and going to a church that pulled onto me and said, hey, so if you're going to believe this, believe it through the Bible, not just what you heard the pastor said, not just, well, this is your opinion on what someone says, like, well, what is the purpose of the church? Or why do you read the King James Bible? Or why do you even believe in Christianity? Do you believe God is real? It was, can you answer it? through references in the Bible, not just mm. your opinion. Yeah. And I realized big churches don't really do that anymore, or a lot of people, they don't, just don't see the importance. And so we're walking around identifying with something that we don't even know what we identify with. Mm. And uh, that's what we wanted to help with others because that church grabs onto me, made sure I knew what I believed and so I can help others. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's the mm-hmm. purpose of why we're here, to win people to Christ, build them up in the faith, and just send them out to do the same thing. It's what discipleship is. Yeah. And so with music and it just breaks down those walls because we're in a time where it's like, don't tell me what to do, you know? Like, I'm gonna believe what I wanna believe, which we want have people to have their right to do right. that. But if we believe it's true and how hateful of a person do you have to believe to not tell someone that and to help them along. Like, we run our own social medias and we want you to reach out to us. We want you to take our time because someone did that for us. Mm-hmm. So, we're just again, super grateful. We're always gonna stand at that merch table. We wanna talk to people. It's like, well, hey, like, what does Gold Frank Mer mean? Or why do you do what you do? Let's talk about it. You know, I'll take some time. Like the security people coming through, we got to go. It's like, hang on, man. Let me tell this person about Jesus. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's talk about from a non-Christian element, though, just being role models, being three, you know, teenage girls, very young girls. I'm sure there's a lot of, of, of young girls who look up to you as well because it's, once again, it's pretty cool what you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, so do you have a lot of people cool. reaching out just as... as 
as young ladies. Yeah, yeah. we get a lot of families that actually come to our concerts, and mm -hmm. it's super cool because they say we unite together as a family because we all have one thing in common, which is like liking your music, and yeah. so they thank us for being role models for their children because we are out here in the rock world, which is known for drugs and alcohol and all that, and we're like, we're just hanging on the bus playing video games. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. we, we, don't, we don't do any of that, and we can still have fun, and we do vlogs when we're on tour, and those are some of the most nonsense vlogs <laughs> you'll ever see, but we're, we're just having fun, we're just yeah. being kids, and we're letting people know, like, it's okay to be a kid, like, you don't have to grow up right. and be so, like, Oh, I have to be perfect. Like, oh, I have to go to work today. <laughs> yeah, like, you can mess around and you can still be responsible and get stuff done, but you can mess around, be a kid, like still stay on a good path in life. And if you fall, like it's okay. And that's something that recently we've been able to promote and let people know through our music or through posts is that we've all gone through some crap, some mental health crap, physical crap. Like we understand that there are lows, there's going to be lows in your mm -hmm. life, but it's okay to have those. You have to keep moving forward, you have to keep going, you have to get help, you have to have an accountability partner to stay with you mentally and give you that tough love even when you don't want it. And that's something that we are really appreciative of our like, place to say that because kids our age and younger and older are coming to us with these stories that mm -hmm. are so heavy and they, yeah. like, they tell us, you're the only person I feel like I can talk to. And hearing that is like, thank you so much for trusting us mm -hmm. and you're just you're sad for them you have empathy for their stories but you're so glad that they're able to get it out like you can physically see them like relax like they finally got it out and so being able to be that for people and families come up to us and say like you saved our kid but what we want to tell them is they did it themselves like yeah. our music helped them but they were the ones who found the strength and they were mm -hmm. the ones who kept going so mm -hmm. it's really cool to see people years from when they told you their story whether they were dealing with suicide or depression and they come years later and like i've conquered it like i can yeah. be here happily and it's like mm -hmm. that is the greatest it's it goes over any crowd any yeah. like show it's when someone comes up to you like years later it's like i have conquered my depression or i have mm -hmm. conquered my anxiety and it's one Nothing of the better. coolest feelings yeah. yeah how about the term beauty core oh <laughs> yeah. You call your music, right? yeah it's it started as a joke because we didn't really have a genre to fit in and so everybody's like oh you don't you're not hard rock you're not metalcore and it's like you know what fine we'll make our own genre we're beautiful <laughs> yeah we had started like wearing dresses and stuff on stage and so we're just like yeah we're a girl <laughs> we scream <laughs> <laughs> and so like a bunch of the guys that we were playing with were like oh no that's really cool like you should make that a thing and so we're like okay and so we like we just put it on a t-shirt and everyone like started buying it and they're like that's so cool <laughs> and so like people are starting to like hashtag it and stuff and like there's a bunch of uh like like you're saying like little girls who are using it and like uh female fronthood bands are like oh yeah we're like we're beauty core like they'll be like beauty core nights whenever like we play local shows um so like, it's like it's super cool no that's great it's a catchphrase is what we call it in wrestling <laughs> um let's talk about a little bit more about the rock and roll side of things uh watching you guys play you guys are great musicians. You are a killer drummer. <laughs> I was watching you play at Pierre's the other night. It's like, man, this is good. Like, not good for a girl or good for, you know, someone in their or teenager. Or like, this is just good rock and roll band here. <laughs> so you mentioned that you started playing very young. When did you, did you say, I'll try guitar, and I'll try drums, I'll try bass, or how did that, who decided who was going to play what? Yeah, yeah, our parents were very much, like, involved with that. They mm -hmm. were like, because they don't, they don't play any music. That's what you said. And so, they're like, when, when you turn five, 
play piano and it, like for two years if you hate it you can quit but like at least you gave it a shot so piano was kind of the open yeah. door yeah and so like, i stuck with it but see they like immediately she's like, i was I like i hate this, this. <laughs> i hate piano i'm not gonna practice and anymore. i don't even know why like we didn't have any instruments in and right. so uh, i was like i just want a guitar and then it just kind of went from there yeah. and then and then we were four and a half was like i want to play drums and they're like why because mom was like no yeah like, we didn't have anybody yeah. we knew that played drums like we didn't we didn't even know metal was a genre like then. Like we just listened to like eighties music with our dad. Yeah. Right. And so she's like, No, but I wanna play drums. And so like they're randomly playing like all these other instruments and our dad was like, Hey Maggie, you should play bass. And I'm like, Cool, and Yeah, we literally threw her the bass. Right. The bass was like taller than her. <laughs> yeah. And so we were like these little girls and I was like, You need to play like some cover music and stuff. Yeah. So. And we love the show aspect. You mentioned like the show. Uh-huh. We believe we've always grown up with mm-hmm. our dad telling us like the eighties man's like they have the look, they have the yeah. show, you go there, you get to see them perform and, yeah, so, and he's always like people don't wanna just watch and play yeah. music. You wanna like, put on a show. <laughs> so like it's true. we we just have so much fun up there mm-hmm. and I don't think I could play sitting still. Like I yeah, I could so bored. And, and yeah. I'm like, how do how do drummers not move when they're playing? Like it's so right. much fun to like fling your arms and headbang and like still hit your notes and to still hit, hit things. Your notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so it's like I hit things and I feel cool. <laughs> but um no we love we love the show aspect of it all and we want to put a visual to our music. Mm-hmm. We want people to leave having a memory, not just like an audio of what they saw. So yeah. it's really fun to goof off and when we do outside festival shows we throw cupcakes off the stage we have smoke bombs that we come out with we have our sparklers like it is all about the show we, yeah. we just we're so extra people are like you have so much stuff I'm like yeah because it's fun so what do you do with the cupcakes on our song, give me a sign. Yeah. On this tour, they're they're real, but they're, they're wrapped. wrapped. They're wrapped. Don't worry. Oh, gotcha. None of the babies are gonna call you. I was gonna say, throw them out. None of the babies gonna call you and be like, yo, Dad, you have band. They threw real cupcakes. No, no, no. They messed them up on you. Throw them so we won't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> the cleanup is terrible. You'll have to come out for a show and you can throw them. I would love to. So, but tell us what do you do? You give the cupcakes out? Oh, yes. we don't give them. No, like you they get tossed. Oh, you yeah. throw them. Oh out. yeah, because like striper threw Bibles. You guys throw cupcakes. Yeah, it was her birthday, mm-hmm. um, like in 2018, yeah. and she was like, "I'm gonna throw a whole cake in the crowd." And we're like, "We're not doing that. We're gonna get in trouble for doing that." Somebody just got in trouble for doing that, and like, mm-hmm. uh, like I think we did it at House of Blues. Yeah. And so we're like, <laughs> "We're not gonna do that." And so our mom was like, "Well, what about like cupcakes? You can yeah. throw like small ones." And so we got them and threw them. And we're just like, "Oh yeah, it's for her birthday." And everyone was like, "Oh my word! Can you please do that at the next show?" Because we were doing like our own the little run. run. Yeah. And so we just started doing it. And it was just, and people now <laughs> smear it on their face, yes. and they're called Cupcake War Survivors. And yeah. So that's one of our other things we have, is if you get a cupcake, you smear it all over you, and you come to our merch table, and we film you, and you're like, I'm a Cupcake War Survivor. And yeah. it's, I don't know how they do it, because it's like 100 degrees at these festivals, and the sugar is just oh. melting on And there. people, they oh, keep the frosting sticky. on their they're merch close. that they buy. Yeah. So every show they come to now, it's like, look, I still have the, the cupcake the frosting. Yeah, I'm like, y'all nasty. Y'all nasty. So you have people that are like longtime fans that kind of come to a lot of shows. Oh, yeah. and we have someone coming to six, seven shows on yeah. this tour. Yeah. They're, they're like, I really wish I could just take off work and come to all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, I, I went to as many as I could. It's the three trio. They've been to almost 20 shows and it's Bredo, Austin, Tyler, and they always buy VIPs. 
um, and they first saw us at Blue Ridge, um, but they wanted to go to the first three shows of this tour, so they called off their work, and they they went to the first three shows, and it's funny, because they're kind of getting, like, famous, they're in their little group, because it's their brother, like, the right. brotherhood, and it's like, well, where, where's the brotherhood going yeah. this to, or with the show? Yeah. We've had people on this tour ask us, they're like, are those guys that always, like, come to your shows, are they here? Yeah. And we're like, they, they always drive, the, like, outfits, they have kilts, and they mm -hmm. have, like, the pink and black merch that we have, and they actually came to a Halloween show dressed as us. Yeah. They did. We saw it was very interesting. You know you're popular when your fans are starting to get popular. <laughs> <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I want to just talk a little more about your parents. Say so your parents are musicians, but yet they know enough to have you do changeover drills <laughs> and interview drills. Like, why do they know this? Our dad is very, uh, like, he researches stuff. Yeah. He has watched so many videos on bands and, like, still does, like, uh, documentaries. I'm pretty sure he watched your documentary, Not Gonna Lie. One of Fozzie's. Yeah, there's I one think. out of you. He's if you have it. one, he's watched, he's watched all your shows. <laughs> he's watched it. Um, but he just does a bunch of research because it is all about learning. It's about mm -hmm. picking what this person did and history repeats so it's like what worked back then will come back and work right. now so he watches all of those and he sees he sees how quick the time like how it has yeah. to be and we also learn through playing like we obviously had one show where apparently we went too long which caused us to do drills and they also both were in insurance and mm -hmm. um, business insurance. And so marketing. And marketing. Stuff. So they know so the marketing. Their marketing brains are genius and we have learned from them and even like getting inside of TikTok, like that's a super big thing. Very important. Our dad and our mom are like, all right, go do your TikTok. And it's like, what parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the opposite. You know, yeah. Get off your phone. Get yeah. on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, do you want to film this? And we're like, I thought this was just a family moment. <laughs> well, that's why I, I said the Partridge Family, which is a super outdated reference. reference. But in the 70s, there was a really popular show called The Partridge Family. It was the band, they're all brothers and sisters. And their mom was in the band and their dad drove the bus and was their manager. So you guys like a modern version of that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about playing as sisters, the three of you. Obviously you're super close. Has there ever been any times where you get on each other's nerves as sisters, getting little cat <laughs> fights or anything? There definitely yeah. is. And we had to learn how to like really communicate with each other because there was a long time where we did not talk about our feelings and we are just like, we're not gonna like, ever go there. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that's not okay to talk about. And so we realized we were getting a lot more fights and like they were lasting longer and so mm -hmm. it was causing issues on the road and like people weren't talking to each other and like so we play shows and we're like, hey, where's your bear? And like we go back to the hotel room and not like not talk to each other. Right, right, right. And so we were, we realized we had a problem and so we're like, we need to like figure this yeah. out. And so we really learned how to like communicate with each other and like let each other know like this really sets me off when you do when you do this. And so like we, we know each other's ticks now and so we don't push each other's buttons yeah. and we learn like somebody if somebody's fighting somebody learns to be the peacemaker yeah. and the figure out. Yeah. So like we were robust to have three of us, so it's usually 
between two people, and mm-hmm. so somebody could step in mm-hmm. and be like, okay, let's step back, let's reevaluate what's going on, and like, is this really even worth fighting over? It's like somebody ate your last chicken nugget. Do you really care? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if, it's, if it's against us three, like it's someone against us, we are the strongest force yeah. like ever because of the communi- communication. Mm-hmm. We've become such a like strong bond, and yeah. it's visible on stage. We know it is because we can like sense each other. They know when to move when the other person's coming around. They don't even see each other. We have this bond and it truly pushes our music to the next level because it is that connection of family. Mm-hmm. Like, we're blood. Like, we it's have a each little, other's back. It's a little weird sometimes. It's a little, like, further than sisters. And, like, like we get really weird. Like, we just know each other. Like, we'll make a noise and we know what we're talking about. And, yeah. like, it's this weird language. We have, like, our own language. And, like, at the merch table, we <laughs> kind of learn, like, ventriloquy. Like, when we smile and we're like, Hey, do you want to go over here? And they really quick and it's like, oh. And it's like, we know. Like, we'll just have to give them a look and it's like, oh. It's time Can you to go. Save me yeah, <laughs> from, exactly. this, from this person. So it, it's it's definitely become a lot more fun as we learn how to like get yeah. close to each other. Yeah, because you know when you're on your band is a family to begin with, but we're actual blood family. You either find it super close, like Eddie and Alex Van Halen or Dimebag and, and Vinny. Or there's fights like Liam and Noel Gallagher, or you know they just want to beat each other up on stage with the Robinson <laughs> yeah. brothers from Black Crows. So it's good to see that you guys are on this other side of the totally locked in. Do you guys live together as well? We, yeah, least? we still all live in the same house and everything because we because we are so young still. And yeah. So we were still doing school and everything. We're like, I mean, there's no really reason to move out yet. Like we're still <laughs> doing music. We can rehearse whenever we want to. Yeah, and like stream whenever we want. We're banned, so like we're not making that much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's rock and roll. You, you'll get there. So how about writing your songs? Um, who's kind of the songwriter? It's definitely different every song, and oh, we cool. we like it uh, that way. We don't write like forty songs and then the record label picks like four or five to make an EP. We have a sit down for each specific song and we call in different writers um, because we have like that ADHD and we want every song to be great and almost different in itself. So when you listen to the EP, you don't fast forward like, oh, this song's boring. Oh, okay. Oh, this one's kind of good. We want that special all in one song. We want the message to be great and to be its individual thing. And it's funny because everyone's like, well, how do you write? It's di- it's <laughs> totally different each time. Yeah. Sometimes it's lyrics first. Sometimes, well, I want it to be a vibe. And so it's, it's so Horse. random. Literally just yeah. like a feeling. Yeah. So or it's a guitar riff. Lou has like a great drum pattern. Um, and we just kind of go off there. So we but make the lyrics. It is a very collaborative thing. With yeah. It's always all three of us writing. And then like sometimes we bring in an extra mm-hmm. writer just so we don't get stuck in like, we're writing the same song over and over yeah. again. <laughs> but once again, it's smart that you guys even know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, too, because like, you mentioned the EP. I was looking at some of your stuff on Spotify, listening to some of your stuff on Spotify. And um, that seems to be the game plan. Just five songs released at a time rather than a full, long record. Yeah, because yeah. we wanted to put out as much music as possible, as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. And so we realized you know, when you put out an album, like you have to kind of put a couple years behind it and so people were always like the next day like after the album came out like when's new music it's like yeah. literally just I know right music. yeah and so we were really like okay well if we uh, do the EP thing we can put out a new EP every year and just mm-hmm. continually keep writing keep like putting new material out there giving people stuff to listen to yeah. and so like we can run a few like singles and then like everybody knows like something's gonna come from that and then that way there's not as long of a turnaround sure time. it's the way that it is now like our record comes out in a few weeks, but there's already four songs that have been released from it. Yeah. You know, it's just how it goes. We have three 
top 10 songs from a record that hasn't even been released yet. Oh, yeah. But you just got to keep it, you know, like we said, content. Mm -hmm. You have to keep your name and keep the buzz rolling. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Some of your videos I really uh, enjoyed. Of two of them that I watched, Smiles was good. Was a really good one. And the other one is, is it Where Were You? Yeah. Oh yeah, Where Were You? So um, both of them are like, who's coming up with the ideas for that? They're very well produced. Like Smiles got some great special effects to it. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about that. So yeah. funny thing, <laughs> those two are actually the two that are the done least by professional us. Ones I have. filmed, I filmed and edited those. You're videos. kidding me. Yeah. So um, you guys are a one-stop rock and roll shop. <laughs> Because um, it was uh, in the middle of the pandemic. It was middle of the pandemic, and I have done short films before. I love photography. I'm like our vlogger. I edit all the vlogs. I'm up to like 4 a.m. doing the vlogs to like get them out. But um, I always loved it. My dad was like, why don't you try shooting music videos? Because um, our management company, NBR, they're like, you can be our videographer, and you can shoot videos for other people. And so we're like, all right, let's test it out with Smile. We were, it was a pandemic. Like we, we couldn't, could get, we couldn't we get, get anyone. And so yeah, it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. We, we were lucky that we, I live in Tampa. Yeah. Okay. We were lucky that we lived in Florida where you got a little bit more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we painted our closet, and um, we set everything up, and it was the most cramped like space. Oh, it was it, awful, but it was one of those things where our dad was, he like watches these documentaries, and he saw Green Day do a video in a cramped room. He's like, we have to do a video like Green Day. He's did. like, guys, you like, gotta be like Green Day. We can't move. He's like, no, Green Day did it. It's good. <laughs> He's like, Green Day did it. it. You can't do it. <laughs> but um, yeah, we we made it work, and the vibe that it gave off fit the song perfectly. Mm-hmm. And um, really did. Yeah. It was it was just kind of like a tongue in cheek song. It yeah. was kind of like a you know like we don't care what your opinion is. Like, <laughs> don't tell us a smile. And yeah. so. Uh, yeah, that was just me goofing off, trying to find out what I like yeah. with videos, and so then switching the camera around. Like I would hold it when Louis filming, yeah. and CJ would hold it when we were this filming. And, like it was just like literally, our parents would hold it sometimes if it was a yeah. full shot. And but then, but for me, like like watching videos, obviously, and making videos, we've done so many. Anytime I see something that's different, it stands out. I, I'm attracted to it, yeah. and I love how you guys had like kind of, I don't even know, graphics over your faces. Yeah. How, how did you do that? Um, so that is just like video effects and either um, overlays or just like me sitting there animating, drawing. Like, like, I so you could do that eyes. with like some kind of an animation? Um, yeah, I use Final Cut Pro X. And yeah. So I would just sit there and like computer wow. and like do it. And yeah. I'm self-taught. I'm going to school for graphic design. So I'm not even like taught for videos. I just yeah. self-taught myself. That was another <laughs> thing that our dad sat there and was like, we need a video editor. Sit here 
here and edit this video and figure it out. Jeez. And he's like, gives us the jaws and we gotta figure out how yeah. to do it. So, I mean, that did make us to where nothing can stop us. If there's a roadblock, we're going to figure out how to yeah. get up and over it. Like, we're not gonna sit there and be like, oh man, we gotta, we can't do mm -hmm. this. It's like, no, how do we do this? Like, yeah. use your brains. <laughs> See, the, the, the more skills you can learn, the more valuable you are, right. and, and the more you've been able to accomplish with the band and with anything that you want to do. Yeah. You know, somebody else has just popped me out. You mentioned Green Day, and some of my all time favorite bands are trios The Police, Rush. I love Police. You love The Police? Oh my word. One of my all time favorite bands. That's one of my favorite bands. <laughs> can we just become best friends? <laughs> from, from a musicianship standpoint, you've got to be really tight to be a trio. Mm -hmm. um, so do you do a lot of rehearsing? Uh, who are some of your in uh, inspirations as players and as a band? Because once again, a trio is not easy to do, but if yeah. you can do it, some of the best bands in the world have been three pieces. Yeah. So this is the, the funny thing. Uh, our pants, again, literally like every single day when we were growing up, we would have a rehearsal. And it was to the point where we hated rehearsing. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, like it's a set time. We had like an alarm set, and once the alarm went off, we had to go set up, practice for an hour, and then like if it wasn't good, we would redo it. And we got to the point where we were so burnt out, like we literally we hated practice so much and did not want to play music at all. And so we changed it to just every weekend, and we would play every single weekend, like Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we got to the point where we were starting to tour more, and we didn't like have time to practice as much. So we're like, okay, well we'll just do individual practice. And so now it's just, we don't like practice as a band unless we're like about to go on a tour. Like we'll come back together and like it's just set up in our living sure. room. <laughs> like we don't have a house anymore. It's all like band equipment. Um, <laughs> but like now it's just like if we have new music, we're going to run through new music by ourselves like in our room. Like, we just practice and then like before a show we'll, we'll get together. And our dad's like, I don't know how you do that. Like <laughs> you know, I've, learned, I've learned to stop like doubting you because I will like, he'll like hound us. Like you need to practice, you need to practice, you need to practice. And we're like, dad, you don't understand. Like we got it. Like it's right. muscle yeah. memory at this point. Right, 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 right. And if we do it too much, we'll get burnt out and then that will stress us out. And then we'll start messing up. Well, you can also be over practice as well. Exactly. Yeah. But when you first come together, like we mentioned ACDC a few times, when they brought their drummer in to replace the original drummer, Angus had them rehearsing six hours a day, oh, six man. days a week for three months. Because that's ACDC. Yeah. Any band should aspire to be as tight as ACDC is. But then once you get that rehearsal and you got it, then yeah. you, you're fine, right? Yeah. I think one of our biggest influences run from different kind of genres because we love incorporating new ones. I think that's what I love about beauty court. It's not just metalcore. We can only have this. And if we go outside of it, then our fans hate us. <laughs> it's uh, we love bringing in like the punk aspect and then also the like the 808s and that like hip hop almost where it's yeah. kind of your groove and that sure. two step. <laughs> and then we have like the deathcore, the metalcore, the metal. Um, and we bring that dubstep. in. A little bit of dubstep, yeah, we <laughs> love that. Our intros and like the backing like synths and stuff, we like to incorporate that. So I think A Day to Remember, their show is amazing. We love that. Um, Fever 333, again, they're very in your face. Yeah, like jumping um, in the crowd yeah. and throwing stuff, going crazy. Is it the guy who gets in a box and they yeah. hang in a box? Yeah. Yeah. Festival, yeah. And then like Butcher Babies, they, they're another one who do the same thing, but they're also women and it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. that's so cool to yeah. see. Like, it's not like, oh, like, I'm a frail little woman. It's like, no, I'm a strong, like, yeah. woman. I'll punch you in the face if yeah. you come close to me. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're getting people to crowd surf, and they're, like, doing competitions. Like, get up here and give me a high five. If you don't, you're a loser. Like, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just so cool. And, like, being able to, like, we watch a lot of, like, TikTok, obviously, because <laughs> we're young. But also, like, we have to, like, kind of do it to figure out which ones to film and stuff. And so 
like on Instagram and TikTok when like young rap artists were really popular, we figured out like what they did to incorporate the like, like the, the audience. And yeah. so, like we need to do that because they're getting the people to jump and like all this stuff and it's fun and like with the music that we play like so we were boring on stage. Like, we don't get anyone to do anything. And so now it's just like, and like doing the thing, we're like, John, John, like doing stuff like that. Yeah. Like incorporating those like rap aspects to it, where it's like, you're gonna, you're coming to like a hype show. Sure. Like, it's not a rock show. You're coming just for hype music. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to incorporate that too. So there's just like all kinds and of And when you're committed to it too, yeah. like I don't care. We have a song that we jump up and down to as well. I don't care if anyone else is doing you it. You have yeah. to commit. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm doing it. And once again, you gotta be energetic, especially as a front man who doesn't play an instrument, mm-hmm. you gotta be the party host. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So as long as you're committed and into it, people will respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. Like if you are awkward, like they will feel awkward. Yes. And it's like yeah. it conveys like they know when you're yeah. not hundred percent, they know and they're not gonna be hundred percent. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, you don't even believe that I am <laughs> I'm not doing that either. So. You start your show. We were watching today with PJ, our bass player, and I were watching, and you came out without the bass at first, mm-hmm. which PJ was very insulted with. <laughs> uh, so what's the idea behind that? Because that was really interesting, too. And I was like, I know she plays, because when I saw you guys at Bratfest, mm-hmm. I remember that you guys were both playing. So Yeah, so that actually happened because my bass broke at a show. <laughs> nice, of course. And literally everything that happens is because of a mistake. Like, and you have to learn how to yeah. adapt. And like the screw literally popped out and I thought it was just my strap and I tried to fix it and I realized like the screw wasn't in there anymore. And yeah. I was like, how am I supposed to even hold this? And so like, <laughs> I had my dad was like running on stage and I just handed it to him and I was like, well, what do I do now? And like, I was just like holding the mic. I was like, I guess I have to be a lead singer. And so I just figured it out and like, it was really awkward, but like we had to like, there was nothing you could do. Once the train leaves the station, like yeah. we always say, yeah. you gotta do the show. And our dad was like, that was like actually kind of cool. Like if you could figure out how to do that and make it look really cool, like we should try and do that. And so like I spent like a few weeks just watching videos of like, Frontman and like Memphis Mayfire and like a couple different rappers like Butcher Babies. I just watched their videos to see what they would do. And like even like Paramore, they're not the same genre as we are, but she's such like an image on oh, stage. Oh, And so I just watched all of those. And so we figured out if I can put it down for like the really heavy songs, I can get people, I can get down in the barricade and like get people going and stuff. And then like with the songs that are like easier to play and sing, like up in my bass <laughs> So if there's a song that's super heavy, I'm like, I don't want to learn how to play that. I want to practice it. And so I was just like, uh, like it like Bones. It's such a heavy song and it's super hard to play. And so we were stressing out because we wanted to play it at the festival last year and it just came out and we had only like practiced it like once. And we're like, oh my goodness, we're literally gonna make fools out of ourselves. And I was like, hey, I think we should make this the new opener song. So I don't know. You do know how to play because um, how we run through it, we have a backing track. So her yeah. bass so, is going so through. I, I right. So she did track the bass. So I, she knows how to play. It's my track going through whenever it's not me uh, like holding it and stuff. So it's like something I record in the studio. Mm-hmm. We run it through a computer and we learn how to like get it through the amp so you can actually feel it and stuff. Yeah. Because we hate whenever like it's just running through a track and like you can't like it's there's nothing on stage. Sure. We love like to feel like. The it's kind of it's kind of the way of the world too. Like if you think of like. Uh, 21 Pilots or oh, yeah. Royal Blood there's only two guys on stage I'm not sure if 21 Pilots 
even as a guitar player, I think he just plays bass. Yeah, he's the bass, bass and, the, and the drums, right? So you can kind of do that. It just looks well, that's the way it's contemporary. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then, like, it's because I do love playing bass. I love it so much. And so I definitely didn't want to just, like, leave that behind. And everyone's like, oh, well, why don't you just get a lead singer? It's like, well, we only have three sisters. Like, I'm not sure if person on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, I don't think my mom's going to pop out another one. Exactly. <laughs> no, You're stuck no. as a three piece yeah. for sure. Uh, as we start to wind down, you guys talk about being on the road and then traveling in all sorts of ways. Have you guys ever had any like crazy road experiences or stupid things that happen? I mean, we all have. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like, we were driving 70 Texas. miles an hour on the Texas interstate and our trailer unhooked from mm. our car. Oh, wow. But luckily our dad was like, you have to um, chain bolt it. So it was still connected, well, but the hinge was off. yeah, the hinge was off. Oh and there was like gosh. sparks and it was huge. And my mom, like, she, it was I don't so know. loud. We thought we were getting in a car wreck. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was great. She was uh, like perfectly calm. She pulled over it and it was six like, lanes of traffic. We were on the far side yeah. of the village. Miracle the had everyone. Yeah, Mira, sure. everyone like moved like, out of the way. Flames and everything. All and, like, the sparks were coming out. The flames yeah. were yeah. And then like we looked when we finally got pulled over, we realized like there was a whole like white thing the yeah. entire way. Yeah. Like, the all the music or instruments were fine. We were all safe. There was no wreck. Our band so. friend was able to help us. And, like, yeah, yeah. The, the only thing was like the little plate under the the hitch thing that you like turn up or yeah. whatever. Like it was just like gone. It evaporated. <laughs> Also, yeah. the Juggalos. We play the Juggalos of 2018. Yeah, 2019. 2019. So it was and, a, um, what's that festival called? The Juggalo Festival? Yeah, yeah. The Gathering of the Juggalos. And um, those people are wild. We, we pulled <laughs> in and we got into our place. They actually were so nice to us, but it was yeah. up in a trailer. We had like mm-hmm. our set schedule thing. But at night, people were like, be careful at night because they start throwing mortars at the stage. And, yeah. Like, mortars? Yeah, mortars. they were like, throwing they the barricade into the They had a giant bonfire and they were throwing the barricade in the fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we were trying to pull up before that happened and they started shaking the van yeah. and like stopping and like somebody had a bullhorn and was like hey and my mom thought like some, like the cop showed up or whatever and she's like oh we need to stop my dad was like no keep going uh, don't stop but that was that was like wild but it was it was really fun to see everyone like kind of living it was like a big community that yeah. got sure. it together so mm-hmm. it was really like it was fun to be a part of, but it was wild it, it got wild at night <laughs> we did um at a i think it was in 2018 we were on a tour with another band and they were like getting hotels every night and i know it was like an insane asylum that we were supposed to be staying at like it was like repurposed we left and we literally walked in there and walked back out i was like i'm not staying here tonight because we found the room flickering green it was like a hotel room and like there the walls were still stained and everything i was like i am not i am not and like the the um secretary like thing or whatever had like bars over it and, oh my gosh and he was like handing the key it looked like a haunted house yeah. like i thought we were I thought going we were inside at night and i was like i'm not we played a place in london ontario where it was just like that i remember we pulled up and there was a long line i thought wow we gotta be crowded the long line wasn't for us the long line was for the soup kitchen <gasps> next door and the venue upstairs was like low level apartment housing for you oh know like goodness. people basically were homeless yeah and one of our dressing room was one of those rooms and people were just walking like around the halls like no shoes no like homeless people yeah but it was dark with the green light flickering it looked like something out of a horror movie oh like, my goodness let's get the hell out of here yeah oh, man. Oh, we kind of set down to 20 minutes let's go <laughs> Like, guys, I'm feeling a little sick tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Have you guys ever been overseas before? 
We've been to uh, Germany a few times. Oh, wow. um, we got invited to go to a lot of prod festivals. We're actually going back this year. Is that a Christian fest or is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a Christian gotcha. festival, yeah. So we all have like the German eagle yeah, tattoo. We all have yeah. the tattoo. You have the matching one? Oh, there you go. Oh, that's cool. I was able to get it at 14, and so we were like, we're doing it. My dad was like, what 14 year old gets a tattoo? It's like, you're going to get a tattoo. So it was like our first German festival, and it was the biggest. Like, it was such a great crowd, and they were so energetic. They never stopped. They yeah. never yeah. stopped. And so. Like, we have to remember this forever. Mm-hmm. And so every time we go back, like, it, it's such a warm welcome. They're so mm-hmm. nice over there. Like, yeah. absolutely so nice to us. The cool thing is, if they really like you, they sit down in this big auditorium theater and they row. And so it's, they like, 3,000 people in this room. And yeah. the mosh pit, that's probably, like, 250 people. They all sit down. And they're in this, like, rowing thing. Rowing. And I guess it's, like, their mosh kind of homage to we love <laughs> you. started doing that. We're like, what are they doing? Yeah, we were like, this is a different but cool. We're like, do we suck? Like, <laughs> and are we sitting down? Yeah, and, like, after we played, they're like, oh, my word. And then the leader of the festival, they're like, I can't believe they rode for you. This is your first time over here they rode. And we're like, what does that mean? I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah and it's apparently, like, like the most respectful thing they can do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You guys have had such a, a cool life already, like traveling to Germany as, as a band, as sisters. You know, what, what what's your plan um, upcoming? Like, what's kind of the end game for, for, for GFM? We're just going along for the ride, you know. We're trying to push uh-huh. and uh, see what places we can play. And I think that's like, well, oh, what is your dream to do this specifically? And it's like, we just want to play anywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then we, we are doing the dream. Yeah, we are yeah. doing the dream, right. and we love it. And our biggest goal is to always stay humbled and stay with each other. And yeah. so I think you could be playing anything. And if you don't like who you're playing with, it can be, like, not the greatest thing. Even if you're playing to a huge arena of people. So... Our goal is to, one, stay committed as a family and true to ourselves, but then also have, like, a great time and meet people. Yeah. So. I will say, I would love to do this. I know, I was going to say, I'd love to go to Japan at some point. <laughs> like, I'm top notch. Have, have you guys, like, been scouted by any of the major labels, managements, anything like that? Because um, it would seem like with your, you're so unique with your presentation, your whole story. I mean, it's just it's just simmering to blow. Yeah. We'll be opening for you soon. Oh, oh my word! <laughs> We've heard that like our name is passed around a bunch, but um, people apparently don't like our music. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> We've had it? like some like one-off stuff. So our goal is to get so big that they don't have a choice. That's right. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Last question for you: What's your favorite song to play live? It changes and it depends on the crowd too because some people love a song more so they get more into it. But it would have to be either R.I.P. because it's so sassy and then. (laughs) (laughs) Or um, give me a sign because it's probably like our biggest song and it has. Is it your biggest song? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has uh, such like a punk, like in your face, everyone's jumping, and it's right at the end of the set, so everyone's already comfortable and getting into it, so I really love that one. I would say Bones. Honestly, the intro into Bones is like, you never feel that hype ever. That's the first song, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's just like, I'm going to kill someone. I'm so excited. (laughs) Kill someone with my rock. Respectfully. Respectfully. Burns their face off. Um, but like, it's like there's so much energy built up with our intro that we have, and then into that song, and it, it people love it. And just watching, especially if it's a crowd that loves to move, they literally just go for it. And I start laughing, it's so funny to watch yeah. people like, Well, and y'all notice so there's a lot of times where we look back at each other and we're just <laughs> laughing so hard because of the stuff people are doing in the crowd. It's but great. yeah, I love playing Bones Live, but I think. 
actually I like the last song the best, which is the other oh, side. Because I put the bass down again, and it's another like brutally heavy song that we have. But for some reason, like even if we're like so dead after playing a show, like we get this extra boost of adrenaline, mm-hmm. just like. Oh my word, it's about to go crazy! <laughs> <laughs> like, we just lose our mind. It's, like, I literally, it hurts me at the end. Like, at the end, I'm just holding my stomach because it, it's like I've got a ton of screaming in it and I'm just like out of breath after. It's, like, oh, it's hard to sing that hurts. way. Yeah. I can't sing that way. Rich sings that way for some of our songs, but like, I, I have no idea how you can even do that. <laughs> it definitely it took a lot of practice. And like, I blew my voice out in 2019. And so I was so scared because we've played like shows and it's like kind of toured since then but it hasn't been like that after night after night and so like, i was super scared for this tour but like these have gone by in a breeze and like i'm hitting lows that i've yeah. never hit before i look <laughs> over like, and i'm like oh I'm my like, word <laughs> maybe I she is But we have a question for you, Chris. Sure. So this might be a little TMI, but I brought it up from Bones. My stomach always hurts right before a show. Do you ever get the nervous poops before a show? Um, I always feel I don't. I've never been the nervous poop or, or nervous pee. Yeah. I know guys that are nervous peers. Yeah, I think I'm a nervous peer. Uh, my stomach always hurts so bad. I'm like jumping because I have to get the energy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my yeah, stomach hurts. Like side side, just trying to shake our bodies out. It's like, I still out. always get nervous in a good way. Yeah. Before every show, because I've. Um, I, f- I f- uh, feel if I don't, if you don't have that, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's always the anticipation of it. I used to really get nervous back in the early days of Fozzy, worried that nobody would show up. Oh, right. Because yeah. there's nothing worse than getting to a gig and, you know, there's 10 people there. Yeah. Or, you know, seven people was the worst we ever had. And it's just, that was really kind of mentally crushing. So you'd always be kind of nervous about that. But now it's just always just I want the show to go great, yeah. and and that's a good feeling to have. You yeah. Know? So it's great to have you guys with us on this tour. It's only day four. I know. Uh, it's always flown by. It's crazy that's the fourth day, but I'm excited to see uh, your show tonight. Excited to see where you guys go. And we've come a long way from the field in Sheboygan. At <laughs> yes, I know. Our gig got canceled that night because of lightning. So you guys yeah. are headliners. <laughs> oh my word! We were headliners. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you.